0: I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it.
2: Rise and shine, nerds!
0: Welcome to episode four sixteen of the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd. I'm eighteen years saved, sixteen years married, eleven years recovered, seven years a father, and thirty-six years a nerd.
2: And I'm Mo. a lot of things wrapped up in one small but loud package, your very own casserole of a co-host doing my best to bring the best, but one thing I'm not is good at math.
0: Today on the show, how the Matrix changed the world.
2: Also on the show today, snakes on a plane!
0: <laughs> but first, today it's Monday, November 8th, 2021, and we've got some holidays to celebrate.
2: That's right, it's National Dunce Day.
0: Put those, it's your day. Hey!
2: <laughs> put those caps on your head. Hey, do you think that somebody would be really offended if I, like, picked a dunce in each one of my classes today and made them wear a hat? I'd probably get in a lot of trouble for that one.
0: Probably. Way. You need to make it, the, like, the smartest, I, best kid. <laughs> but,
2: but what if I, like, preface it with, guys, it's National Dunce Day, I'm only doing this.
0: No, no, no. That'd, that'd, that'd mess up a kid. <laughs> unless they were all the dunces at one point in the class Listen. everyone gets to take a turn being the dunce <laughs> this is how we humiliated children that didn't do good in school some of these kids have messed up me so when.
2: i feel like payback is on the horizon
0: i'll never be the same because i of the really that won't. Billy said to me
2: i for real almost like it took it took a whole lot of self control for me to not like Punch a kid. <laughs> no, just go toe to toe, like arguing with them. Because one kid walked in with the Steelers hoodie, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, you, you got hold on, just listen. There's a story. Oh, sorry, you can't come in the library wearing that hoodie. You gotta leave." And he was like, "What? Who's your team?" And so I told him, "You know, Baltimore Ravens." And then another kid pipes in and goes, "Mm, you're only a fair weather fan. You weren't a fan when they were bad. You've just become a fan this year now that they're good. And I was like, boy.
0: Boy, you about to learn today. You don't
2: even know me. I've been a fan (laughs) longer than you've been alive. We about to fight.
0: Boy, don't make me drop kick a kid again.
2: I for real. (laughs) Yeah. Mm hmm I've, oh my gosh!
0: That's funny. over a football team <laughs> with a
2: fifth grader.
0: You're a Fairweather fan. Uh, see, when a kid says that, that makes me think that's that's his dad's personality. Oh, coming absolutely! Through. Absolutely. I'm like, just imagine the like. This is the first year that I've been a parent where I'm uh, at a sports event that my son is a part. You know, it's Eli is a part of the. The smallest version of soccer he can be in. Uh, well, I guess it would have been last year that it got canceled last year. But anyway, joining soccer, he's in the like this little league. There's no goalies or anything. They barely care about keeping score. They're just learning how to shoot and pass and all this. But we have people on like both sides of you know both teams on the games on Saturday just, just like yelling, screaming, like why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? That's not how we play. We don't do that. The ball, the goal is that. I'm like. Chill out. The kid is seven years old. Mm-hmm. He barely can make it to the bathroom. <clears throat> just chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, please. Yeah. Please. So I'm out there like rooting for all the other kids on the team as well. <laughs> it's like, good job, man. Good job. When his dad's yelling at him, I'm like, oh, just everybody chill out. So. There's no soccer scholarships involved at this level.
2: Yeah. There's like, <laughs> it, I don't remember our parents putting as much pressure on us when we were in My elementary school, put middle school, none. I, even high school. I don't remember. Yeah, there was pressure, but it came from kind of like knowing that we're playing possibly to be picked up on a scholarship or something like that. You know, it wasn't like a,
0: it makes sense at that age.
2: Yeah. But still it wasn't screaming from the stands. If we're screaming from the stands, we were screaming at the other team, not at our own kid, you know, like, but parents nowadays it's scary. Mm -hmm. So Mila had a music recital the other night and there was a parent behind Topher it was a mom. And she goes, I swear, if he does that during the recital, he was flossing. Who was? The kid. Her son. Oh, her son. I thought her you meant son. Topher.
0: No. <laughs> Topher was flossing in the yeah. of
2: No. So the mom was sitting directly behind Topher. And also, okay.
0: I pictured actual flossing, not the dancing. Oh,
2: my gosh. Her <laughs> son is flossing from the stands, from Got the it. bleachers, the risers. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the mom goes, I swear, if he does that during the concert... He will be abused when we get home. And Topher. <laughs> <laughs> Topher said the entire time he's, like, rooting for the kid. Come on, kid. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not
0: worth it. <laughs> I know too much about what's going to happen to you. I'm really invested <laughs> in the fact that you too good at pay attention. Right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. He's going to get abused when he gets home.
0: (laughs) That's messed up. I know. Even if it was a joke, that's a messed up thing to say. I know. Right? (laughs) Where people can hear you. It's all this
2: pressure (laughs) for a fifth grade music recital that wasn't even that great. I mean, it was good, but.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't pay for it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) His flossing probably would have added to it. Like, it would have been beneficial.
0: (laughs) No, I don't, I don't remember my mom or my dad like ever, ever yelling anything that wasn't, you know, positive from from the bleachers or anything because they didn't care about sports and I didn't care about sports. I was just there to have fun. Right. I get it. Like I said, when you get to like high school, because yeah, at that point, this could be part of your life. This could be getting you into college, uh, the very, very rare occasion you get into some sort of professional level. So, I mean, I get the pressure at that point and maybe like parents going, look, you need to buckle up and pay attention here. You need to focus in, do your best. But the Jesse, when kids, just let them have fun, man. Just yeah. let them be kids. Yeah. They're supposed to be learning like teamwork and some basic skills. They're not supposed to be. <laughs> insert famous soccer player here. So, <laughs> Mia <laughs> know, Hamm. No. Is that a real David one? David Beckham. Beckham, the guy that bends it. Wait,
2: is Mia Ham soccer? Yes, Mia Ham is soccer. Mia Ham is soccer.
0: I'm going to go get Mia Ham. Listen,
2: Mia. Because <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Why have I never thought of that in all these years? I'm going to go get Mia Ham. <laughs> See, Mia Ham is soccer. Okay, uh, perfect. Uh, also, Bubba said those recitals are never great. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Yeah, the entire recital was kind of fifth-gradish. <laughs> but Mila was like
0: she did really notch. good. She had a solo. She did really good.
2: She she was phenomenal.
0: Obviously got her singing ability from her dad or something cuz <laughs> I'm going to be abused when this show is over.
2: <laughs> no, the show is over, I'm going to do it right now. For everybody to see, our ratings are going to go way up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so we jumped way far away from the holidays. Yeah, hey, it's
2: also <laughs> National Cappuccino Day.
0: <laughs> so um, have you ever like had to use the actual cappuccino maker machine? No. Because they made us, uh, what? <laughs> for my, for my, <laughs> Thanks for those bits. Go ahead. I was waiting for a punch. That oh, hurt okay. worse. Oh, no. <laughs> I punch like a girl. Like, okay, okay. well you was, still got two I'm hits. Not so get it. It off I'm me. not gonna
2: do it. Jeez. I'm not gonna do it. Even though I was raised with all brothers, like I well, still girly punch. I don't need
0: the image. You can just say it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, or will I expect another hundred bits because you hit me twice. <laughs> no.
2: no keep your hundred bits he said i thought you were gonna punch me so i punched him
0: uh all right one extra bit that's fine thank you for that one extra bit what were we talking about cappuccino so i had to learn how to do that when i worked at the italian restaurant in albuquerque and it's freaking difficult yeah like it's got all kinds of weird knobs and appendages and steam and steaming milk was almost impossible for me i could not get it to do it correctly yeah you gotta angle that sucker in the right direction. It was just—it was so complicated. I'm like, just get your coffee somewhere else. I mean, they didn't really drink that much coffee in Italy? I guess. It's, yes. Yeah. Yes. It, was it all is the time. It was all the time. Food
2: group. Um, that's what my mom does. My mom, for the last, oh uh, geez, seventeen years or so. Yeah. She has gone back and forth between being a cake decorator and a barista and working at, she works at Starbucks. She's the manager at a Starbucks in, in like inside of a grocery store. I don't know how she does it.
0: Yeah. well, see like with that, with that though, like for, for us, we didn't have like a designated person that was doing coffee. Like if you were the waiter for this person and they happen to order that for like dessert, like you're the one making it (laughs) 500 bits for the violence. Thank you. The past (laughs) violence though. That's no, no more violence. Um, and so it would take you like, a solid seven minutes to make this one cup of cappuccino, mm-hmm. and so if I had more than one table, they're all waiting on me. Yeah. And so that so you also had that pressure. Of, i better get this right the first dang time so I can get out of here. And so yeah, I hated it. And it wasn't like behind the wall either; like it was out there in the open for everybody. So if you messed it up, people notice. Like yeah. if you're sitting there, you know, cussing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's called. That's what we call home alone, cousin. Christmas, cousin.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe Pesci.
2: <laughs> yep, that is Christmas, cousin, at its finest.
0: <laughs> How's your week been, Mo?
2: Um, you know what? It has been. It has been joyful, because I've started listening to Christmas music.
0: I have not yet, but I have started watching Christmas movies. Yeah. I watched um Arthur Christmas with the with the family with the kiddos. Nice. And I started watching Broadcasting Christmas. What is that? Starring Melissa Joan Hart and Dean Kane from oh, the Hallmark Channel. From the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> nice. Nice. There's uh there's actually like a, a whole bunch on uh Discovery Plus. Out of nowhere, a whole—I don't think you they're Hallmark and Discovery movies. Discovery
2: Plus, <laughs> but like
0: they don't have movies on Discovery Plus. But suddenly, there's a whole like list of, you know, B movie Christmas movies on there now, which is weird. Okay. I do love Discovery Plus, man. I just finished all ten seasons of Ace of Cakes. It was a glorious journey. You know what they don't have on there? What they don't have? Uh, trading Spaces from TLC. <gasps> Oh, and I really wanted to watch a that. Good show. I really wanted to watch that. Oh, it's not there. Vern
2: Yip and Genevieve. <sighs> I don't remember her last name, uh, but Ty Pennington.
0: Mm-hmm, oh my
2: gosh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. man, that took me.
0: And they had that one lady that always screwed up the house. There's that. Was it that one? that's w- like the redheaded, red-headed lady. Yeah, curly she lady? Always oh, like, I don't
2: remember her. Name. Pa- it was awful. Paige. Paige. So, Paige. I don't know,
0: but I know that there's like one. I remember one where she took a bunch of, uh, not crate paper, but um, the paper, like gift paper that you stuff yeah, in the bag. tissue paper, and just stapled it all over an entire wall, sticking outward. I'm like, that's a horrible decision. That paper will rip in a heartbeat. Right? If you look at it funny, that stuff's yeah. going to rip. Why would you do this? Why do they keep letting her on the show? <laughs> Every Oh, yeah. I really wanted to watch it. And so it went on for so long, too. Uh-huh. It was a long
2: series. It was a long time. I haven't started watching Christmas movies yet, but I have started watching Hildy. Like the, Hildy. Hild, that's exactly yep, the name. That is right. That's right. Um, I have started watching um, like Christmas baking challenges, which I feel like that. That's still acceptable at this point for no. all the haters that are out there like, no, Christmas until after Thanksgiving. I mean, who lives like that anyway? <laughs>
0: <laughs> DJ Duchesne, so thank you for those 100 bits. You just missed the hive train. though. I didn't catch it. Didn't catch it. But that's all right. Mm. Just the fact that we got close to it makes me happy. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, I'm uh, I'm gearing my, my week's been normal, but I'm gearing up for next week. Okay. I get to go on a trip. Oh, yeah. It's different than what I told you, though. It has changed. It's taken on many different forms okay. since we last spoke. Okay. Where are you going? So initially, we were going to go to St. Louis. Right. Uh, we were going to go with my father-in-law, and uh, it's actually Deidre's boss, but we weren't going technically with him. Greg was going with him, and we were going with Greg, because uh, they're best friends. But uh, his trip uh, Deidre's boss's trip got canceled, or postponed. And so now we are like, okay, well, maybe we don't want to go to St. Louis because it's going to take us two days to get up there with the trailer and the baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we'll have one full day there and then we'll have two days back. So let's go someplace where we can drive in one day and we'll have three days there. Yeah. And then drive one day back. So uh, it looks like we've settled on Denver.
2: Nice.
0: uh, Because there's a lot of cool things going on over there right now. But the thing that clenched it for us is that Meow Wolf has just opened their third installation
2: in, in Denver. Denver. Nice.
0: Called Convergence Station. And it looks mind boggling.
2: Denver's nice. Mm-hmm, I will mm-hmm, say that mm-hmm. that's where I first learned that I couldn't travel without Chris. Um, <laughs> because I kicked a kid in the head and ran over a handicapped woman's foot. And <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that story?
0: I barely. Oh. Tell it for the people.
2: Oh, my gosh. I went on a a business trip with my boss for training purposes when I was still working in HR for the school district here. And, um, on, I don't remember, there was something that happened on the way out there, but I don't remember what exactly that was just me being irresponsible. Some somehow or some way, but on the way home, um, what? No, no. (laughs) On the way home. We are in the Denver airport, and you have to take a, like a tram to get from one terminal to the next, mm. and it, it's more like a subway, I guess, that's built in. But anyway, I roll my suitcase onto the little subway thing, and there's a lady in a wheelchair And you know how you have those little feet things that your feet are supposed to sit on when you're sitting in a wheelchair? Yeah. Her feet were on the floor, and they were out in front of the wheelchair. And as I rolled my suitcase on, it, like, got stuck, and so I yanked it real hard, you know? And as I yanked it, it rolled over top this woman's foot, and I felt like pure garbage.
0: did she scream
2: uh, she, she did not scream she <laughs> definitely said ow and kind of looked at me like you stupid person <laughs> you stupid person <laughs> yeah um but then we board the plane and for some reason my bag has to go all the way to the very back it's packed full because i did a bit of shopping while we were there so it's packed full and i'm like trying to cram it in the overhead compartment and have to take a shoe out because that's like the one thing that that's keeping it from actually fitting. So I take a, a wedge out, which falls and dun 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 dun, you know, makes this huge scene. And so then I'm like, you know what? I'm not quite tall enough. Let me just stand on this armrest here to really give myself some leverage and oomph to push that bag up where it needs to go. <laughs> And just as I go to stand up on the armrest, the kid sitting in the seat leans his head forward and I like clock him right in the forehead with my knee super hard, super hard. And the mom is looking at me like. You stupid person. The kid is screaming bloody murder because I've just given him a concussion. I know I have. And I'm just standing there with this wedge in one hand and, like, trying to push my overstuffed bag. Oh, it it was awful. It was absolutely awful. I got home. I like kept it together (laughs) the entire time, but I got home and just broke down crying to Chris, and I was like, "I can never travel without you. I can't."
0: (laughs) I am just a massive human. Uh, I can't do it. (laughs) Uh, So this was Denver. You said it had like the like a weird tram kind of thing that goes back. Yeah, I'm remembering that now. I'm pretty sure that's where we had the layover for uh, Las Vegas when we went. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Those things are big too. Was it just crammed packed full or was she just really close into the door? She
2: was like right there (laughs) inside the door. And so I have, okay, here's another thing. I have a slight fear with these kind of like subway tram things. I'm terrified that it's going to take off and I'm going to be like, halfway in halfway out <laughs> i'm gonna lose my bag or my arm or my head or something i don't know and so i'm like really trying to i'm <laughs> feeling the pressure of this thing's gonna go any minute my suitcase is not coming i ran right over that lady's foot <laughs> uh. Uh, What are you going to do? She's probably listening and she's like, I'm that lady.
0: (laughs) Goodness gracious me. Yeah. What is your life?
2: Uh, A mess.
0: (laughs) So anyway, we're going to go to Meow Wolf and we're going to go to uh, the big, they have a big aquarium there too. They have a cool children's museum. Uh, We're going to have a whole lot of fun, and it'll be Deidre's last week of maternity leave. So we'll get home. She'll have one day to recover, and then she has to go back to work.
2: (laughs) You know what they also have a lot of there? Hmm. Uh, Dispensaries.
0: Yeah. Mm. Marijuana. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. If you see a green cross, it's not a medical center.
0: No, yeah. Deidre and I, (laughs) we drove through there. We drove to um, Colorado Springs, and then we took, like, this long path through the mountains to get up to Mount Rushmore. Right. But as we were driving in the Colorado Springs, we saw like this big, big, like just, it looked like a, you know, a barn, looked like a dairy building, but, or like a grain factory or something, you know, one of those big things. But it had a big green cross on it. And I'm like, huh, green cross, Uh dairy. (laughs) I'm like, what in the world? Uh Uh-huh. Is that? Yeah. So we're driving and I'm just like, I don't know what that was.
2: It wasn't see a hospital. Another one. It's like,
0: I'm like, is is <laughs> it is like a it's like a cow veterinarian place? Do they use green <laughs> crosses instead of red crosses? Right. What's happening? It wasn't until we were like in the middle of downtown uh, going to a, a restaurant and I saw another one like in a strip mall. Uh, said dispensary and had that green cross on I'm like oh Uh, I forgot weed (laughs) (laughs) they do the weed here uh huh and uh, that's gonna be us starting next year so that's interesting New Mexico is is on the path Mm -hmm. to Colorado speaking of that um I'm surprised Lark, I know, I'm Lark hasn't already comment. said something. I'm
2: waiting. She hasn't said anything. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, I forgot. We. <laughs> <laughs> is this episode
2: 420?
0: <laughs> this is not episode 420, but uh, this week will take us through episode 418, and then our Thanksgiving special is going to be 419, and so the very next week we'll start with episode 420. So it's like it was, it was predestined to be about <laughs> nefarious substances. So we're, gonna, we are we're gonna going talk to we're going to explore it, it. T- talk about it t- 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 all right let's all take right, a break yeah. right here when we come back monkey flipping snakes on this monday to friday plane stick around this week in nerdy news this is l t n n The FBI is warning people of an updated scam involving cryptocurrency. The scam begins in much the same way most of these scams do. You receive a call or email from someone who is presenting themselves as someone they're not, usually an authority figure, a boss, a bank officer, a police officer, possibly even a love interest. The scammer will somehow convince the victim that they need to send money, sometimes to pay a debt you didn't know you owed, which they threaten legal action if you don't pay, to cancel a warrant you didn't know you had, that's not how warrants work, to double your your money on a sure thing investment other random blackmail scams which are almost certainly fake to correct a refund error over some computer program you supposedly purchased you won a prize which somehow requires you to pay for the tax and fees right then and there your friend or relative is in serious trouble and needs cash always check with other relatives first and even promises of affection Now the classic version of this scam involves sending money via wire transfer, but that requires a form to be filled out and a discussion with an actual person who might be trained to look for scams. Most often it involves gift cards, usually Google Play cards, in which you buy cards in the amount necessary and send them the redemption codes. However, with the rise of cryptocurrency ATMs, a new version has arisen where you simply visit an ATM that supports crypto and reads QR codes. These are all over most major cities and are likely to pop up in smaller cities soon. Once the victim's there, they'll scan a QR code that the scammer has sent them, which will tell the machine to send any crypto purchased to the scammer's address. Just like that, the victim loses their money and the scammer has successfully exploited them. This type of scam is nearly impossible to reverse once it's completed. It's also usually impossible to trace the scammer's location as they will likely be in another country entirely anyway. You can find good guidelines on how to avoid getting scammed on the FBI and Federal Trade Commission websites, but the bottom line is this. If someone is asking you to send them money and you can't verify who they are, don't do it using any method. Here are some key phrases to look out for that'll warn you it's a scam. Make sure you don't hang up the phone. Don't tell anyone what the money is for. And any offer to send you more money than they're supposed to send you with the idea that you'll send them part of it back. Bottom line, almost any legitimate organization doesn't need to transfer money via process with little to no security or protection for that specific reason. And almost none would initiate these kinds of transactions over the phone. So, crypto or otherwise, don't send money to anyone without verifying they are who they say they are. That was This Week in Nerdy News. I am Radio Matt, and this is LTNN. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And we're changing things up for this season, including what we record live on Twitch. Each week, we record our shows the Friday or Saturday before with our friends on Twitch. Follow us on twitch.tv slash LTN on air to be notified when we go live and to join our Discord at backrowdiscord.com for after-the-show discussion and even opportunities to be on the show yourself. But before we go any further, it's time for Mo's fact of the day.
2: Fact. Cappuccino takes its name Fat from the-
0: Cappuccino. <laughs> It sounded like you said fat. when you sang it.
2: Fat. Cappuccino takes its name from the 16th century capuchin friars. The color of the espresso milk mixed with frothed milk was similar to the color of the capuchin robe.
0: That word makes me uncomfortable. Capuchin. Yeah.
2: Capuchin.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. Capuchin. It just makes my hackles go up.
2: Capuchin. It
0: gives me the gibblies.
2: Ew. That ghibli, word ghibli. is worse than capuchin.
0: Giblies. <laughs>
2: ghibli. <Ghiblis>. Ew <laughs> that's Gross. I don't even, I don't even ghibli. stop ghibli. it. I don't even know what you mean right now. But I don't like it. <laughs>
0: stop it. What's the Gibbilies. Yeah, that's
2: exactly <laughs> apparently what you saying that word gives me. So
0: <laughs> No, thank you. (laughs) I'm going to say it so often now that I know you don't like it. Uh Uh-uh. All right. (laughs) It's over to our weird news desk. We got three stories here that you might not have heard yet. It's all right. I'm going to give up on that being your line. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Appreciate it. In the uh, deserts of Australia and the U.S., engineers are dusting off aircraft, testing engines, and ridding them of rattlesnakes. (sighs) (sighs) <sighs> 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 <laughs> I'm not even gonna read the whole story. I'm just gonna give you the overview. Essentially, they had to they they grounded so many planes during COVID because not nobody was flying that uh, they just sat there in the desert, like not in, they couldn't put them in hangars or anything. They don't normally sit in hangars, so they just sat there unattended in the desert, um, especially in Australia, and uh, got all. Uh, snaked up tons of snakes and bugs all up in all those airplanes so just know that uh snakes can hide pretty well in like mechanics and seats and and all kinds of things so the odds that one's gonna make it through pretty high and that might be the next plane that you're on so enjoy that thought Mm mm-hmm They've been living off of pretzels (laughs) and expired 7-Up for the last seven months. They're ready for meat.
2: Matt. (laughs) Matt. Yes. I'm going to need you to do a parody.
0: A parody. Another parody.
2: Okay, you ready? Sure. To the, I don't remember the name of the song, but I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. (laughs) Feels good to get out of the rain. Like, all of (laughs) that.
0: Ben. All right. No, okay. I've been in
2: the desert.
0: With the snakes on a plane. Something like that. Uh Uh-huh, We'll get there. We got something there. See? We got something there.
2: See? You're welcome. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: All right. Tropicana has announced an orange juice-friendly toothpaste. Tropicana toothpaste was announced on the brand's Instagram page. I mean... Anyone who's ever tried to drink a glass of orange juice soon after brushing their teeth knows that the lingering effects of toothpaste will make the juice taste much different and significantly worse than it usually does. Most people simply decide just not to eat or drink after brushing their teeth, but instead brush their teeth after breakfast, which makes so much more sense. But Tropicana has a new solution. The brand of fruit juices (laughs) announced on social media that it'll be releasing a limited edition Tropicana toothpaste. Uh, As as of this point, it's already out, November 1st, Uh, and it is said that it will not ruin the orange juice. I mean, that's as simple as that. I don't have an actual picture. It's just a white tube here. I don't see a picture of the actual product. Okay, that's a stock photo. <laughs> so, yeah. But it does say that it has maximum OJ flavor protection. So I don't know how they'll do that. Uh, I guess it says it's got the lack of the specific ingredient that causes the effect of the orange juice flavor. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It seems weird. I don't believe it. I don't trust it. It's not going to clean my teeth. <laughs> do you trust it?
2: Not even a little bit.
0: Do you drink orange juice? Uh... Yeah. You know, and, orange juice is just zombie juice, right?
2: I don't know really what you mean, but I do know that if I take a sip of orange juice right after I brush my teeth, it makes my mouth feel like a swamp. So.
0: Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. Um, no, they're um, all, all orange juice is like pulped fruit, you know, and all that, and then held in tanks for forever. And there's no. Uh, no flavor by the time it's like ready to be put into bottles, mm-hmm. and so they actually add like perfume that mm. makes it taste like orange juice.
2: Yeah, maybe that's the swampy feeling
0: I, I get. <laughs> the mouth swamp.
2: The mouth swamp. <clears throat>
0: yep. Get out mm. of my mouth swamp! All right. <clears throat> <laughs> and lastly, uh, we got a pita story, which I haven't <laughs> had one in a while. What happened here?
2: Say it slower.
0: What? We have a pita story. Okay, what did I say?
2: Nothing. I just wanted for you to really l- tell the listeners again what exactly we have, with some bit of a break in between the two words. That's all,
0: Matt. That did not sound like P O. <laughs> <laughs> did it sound like a? Yeah. Did it sound yeah. like? Yeah. Uh huh. I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Have you heard about my Peter story?
1: Stop it!
0: Uh, about the uh, it's about baseball. Uh. They want baseball in general, the whole sport, to stop calling them bullpens.
2: Oh my gosh! Because
0: it's insensitive to cows. Stop it! They want them to rename them the arm barn. And you know what? I love it. I'm one hundred percent in. Arm barn sounds awesome.
2: Says a person who earlier said that he doesn't. He's not that into sports. Doesn't but care about of sports. All the, of all you the sports, don't get I'm, a vote. But of all the sports, you know. that's my favorite. No, you don't get a vote.
0: And I, I love it. Has it has been live. the
2: bullpen for forever.
0: Okay, Miss Southern Baptist. This is the way we've always done and it. Uh, we can't change it now.
2: That's exactly right. Listen, Look, I they don't went agree. One with, too I don't agree with the reasoning. The Redskins <laughs> to the Washington Football oh, Team.
0: Oh, oh, what? Oh, what? We're getting deep. Okay, We're going listen. Deep. This isn't listen. about racism, Mo. It's absolutely. <laughs>
2: Remember not. Remember that
0: thing we talked about? How it sounds bad when it comes back later.
2: <laughs> it's absolutely not. <laughs> and considering that most of my heritage is Cherokee Indian, I can say that. It really is. I really can. Fight me. But you cannot change bullpen.
0: Why? Why? Why can't you? you
2: Introduce me to one cow that is offended by the use of the word bullpen, please.
0: Please. Have you you met all the cows, Mo?
2: No, but I have face to face met a couple (laughs) longhorns, and they don't seem to care what we call it.
0: That arm barn sounds so cool.
2: No. I, arm barn. Come up with. No. That You just like it because it sounds like wrestling in some does, way, shape, or form.
0: an arm bar is a wrestling.
2: <laughs> See? No. No.
0: Uh, I love Ugh. it, though. So, um,
2: <laughs>
0: did you hear about, because you, you brought this up. Uh, did you hear about the Cleveland Cleveland changed the Guardians, right? Did you hear that there's already a Cleveland Guardians and that they're suing the baseball team? It's a -- I believe it's a um, roller derby team. They have tra- They've had the name trademark. They've Good sold merch for, them. for like six years now. Good
2: for them. One Cleveland team <laughs> going up against another one. You know what? That's Cleveland for you.
0: <laughs> what could Cleveland be more sucks. Cleveland?
2: Cleveland. <laughs> oh, it's rocks. Huh? It's Cleveland rocks. Mm, yeah, I and think that's right.
0: Look, Drew Carey would be pretty upset with you. Right
2: I now. don't care. <laughs> really don't. Really don't. Huh. The only other football team that I dislike more than the Steelers is the Browns.
0: Browns has always been such a terrible name.
2: I, you know, that's the next team that's going to get their name changed. Well, no.
0: I mean, I understand. But no. Because when I think of that, the way it's said, Browns, I, I think uh, of poop. I okay. think of, listen, of diarrhea. Their, I got the Browns. Their
2: uniforms look like a bunch of Tootsie Rolls running around out on the field.
0: <laughs> oh, what a show. Let's take a quick break.
2: Uh when we come back, how the Matrix changed the world.
0: Stick around.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Dennis McPherson, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing Sunday School Answers, created by Michael Mordenga. Sunday School Answers is self-described as the original Christian parody of Cards Against Humanity. Although this card game is compatible with similar card games, it is recommended to start with the updated Sunday School Answers new 2021 core game. There are also expansions available, such as the Superhero Deck, which will be my next purchase, along with the Meme Deck. They also have the Christmas Edition, the Jabroni Deck, the Nerd Deck, and many more. You can search for Sunday School Answers on thegamecrafter.com, or check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SSAthegame. I can tell you that the laughs didn't stop the entire time I played this game with my family during one of our game nights. We went through the deck and had to see how many different phrases we could create. Although I would say that this game is family friendly, I would always suggest checking out the content for yourself on their website. When you click on a deck and scroll down, they have provided samples of what you can expect in each deck. I cannot get enough of this game and find myself playing the Nerd Deck when I need a good laugh throughout the week. With that said, not only do I, but my family as well give Sunday School answers a 10 out of 10 and recommend it for your next game night. I'm Danessa McPherson asking Have you played a game today?
0: back to The Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt.
2: And I'm Mo. And hey, are you following us on all the socials? We're on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Just search for at The Back Row LTN and connect with us.
0: A few weeks ago, we got our first glimpse at the fourth installment of The Matrix on its way for Christmas time. It's bringing back lots of memories of when that movie first came out and changed pop culture and movies as we know it. Uh, So we're going to look at an article to start off with from Vulture. You're right over there. (laughs) I was laughing because this is about the seventh time I've had to do a take of this intro because I keep mispronouncing words.
2: You did good. I'm proud of you. Good job. Thank you.
0: I made it. (laughs) Now the pressure's off. Got through that first sentence and I'm good. Now if I screw up, it's just going to be in the show. (laughs) This is canon now. This is happening. Uh, So the Matrix was first shot. uh, Well, not shot, but I guess first aired in 1999, and that was the year that brought us being John Malkovich and Magnolia, The Sixth Sense, and Office Space, Fight Club, The Blair Witch Project, all iconic movies. Um, But The Matrix did something different because it actually took a kind of little known theory at the time and put it into a relatable story of how a world could be a simulated environment. Now, in 2019, it kind of feels like we're living in the matrix. Many aspects of our world seem surreal, especially those early days of COVID. When things were really starting to settle in and we're like, oh gosh, the world really is closing down. We can't get food. We don't know if we can... Like we can spread this thing without even knowing that we have it. Like everybody's living in constant fear and panic. We're thinking that anybody who catches it is ninety percent likely to die. Like in those first couple months, where everyone was just in pure panic mode. This, this who didn't have a moment? We're like, is this really happening? Mm-hmm. It's like that YouTube video of that kid coming back from the dentist. He was all high on the the anesthesia. Which result. one? So. Is this real life? <laughs> like, that's what it feels like sometimes. Is this really? I mean, are we really doing this right now? Like, I get that feeling sometimes, or I mean, not so Can much. No, I... oh. oh, stop it right there. I did. I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, <laughs> I had it a lot earlier when uh, I would see everybody walking around in masks. You know, I'm like, this is just so weird. Yeah. This is so surreal. After 35 years up to that point of that never being the case, suddenly everywhere I go, everybody's wearing a mask by force. Everyone has to wear a mask. It's so strange.
2: Everywhere (laughs) I go, every smile I don't see. (laughs)
0: So now you know we we just like to say things like we're living in the matrix, uh-huh. uh, and that may be the truest and deepest influence of a movie whose high flown paranoia has insinuated itself into the way we live mm-hmm. now. Uh, but in an era where, <laughs> I mean, this is this is also <laughs> this is also true. This is what the article is talking about. It's talking about the president, President Donald Trump. That also just Did brought up seem... a whole. Yeah, it brought up a whole like this. Really.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah,
0: (laughs) we went we started the whole fake news thing. Yeah. During the Trump presidency. And now we're like, well, it's everybody lying to us. Do they know they're lying to us? Are they coordinating lying to us? And we're like, oh, well, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it seems like that's exactly what they're doing. (laughs) And it makes us really start to question everything that we're hearing, everything that's going on. Are we living in a simulation? Are we living in a broken simulation? So the Matrix is really omnipresent because that's what we think about. Even in the the movement, um, kind of, I guess it was kind of like a far left movement. I know they use this term a lot with the QAnon culture uh-huh. of red pilling. Like that comes from the Matrix. Taking the red pill and seeing what's really happening behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, these, these are becoming such common concepts uh, over the years. And it's been, you know, 20, 22 years since that movie came out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, in the movie, let me remind you, the original Matrix, it's not really a complicated movie. A low-key computer hacker, played by Keanu Reeves' Neo, is a drudge, like so many late-90s protagonists. He's pulled into a pre-hashtag resistance... That he didn't know existed, against a system he didn't know enslaved him. The rebels offer him enlightenment, but at a brutal price. He has to lose all delusion and realize he is literally part of an immense systematic machine doing the bidding of, uh, well, the man the establishment, corporate overlords, the government, the system, uh, and only by knowing can he hope to be rescued from it. The plot is pretty basic, and the politics are alluringly, dangerously viable for anyone of any ideology who feels ticked off. Few arguments have found themselves more adaptable to this moment than you're getting screwed by a world you didn't invent and can't see. But the good news is, is that the cure is just willing yourself to see it. So, I mean, you can see that mentality taking root these days on a more widespread system. Uh, So, this is actually a nod to Plato's allegory of the cave and to French critical thinking, the hours upon hours of dauntingly labeled philosophers' commentaries that adorn the Blu-rays. The original movie itself is, in some ways, as plain as the green cursor blinking on the black screen that quaintly begins it. But in memory, the premise of the, uh, the Wachowskis breakthrough film was an elaborate, wordy, barely comprehensible piece of word, world building. The Matrix gets most of the explanatory stuff out of the way in a few efficient strokes in the front-loaded first third of the movie, so you can get through the combo heist movie, chase scene, fight scene, Tron, Mission Impossible action fic- flick that it becomes towards the end. It's really heavy on the lore at the beginning. And then it's just an action movie after that, essentially. But that lore was so was so permeating, even back then, that it has taken root in our kind of group cons- uh, consciousness mm-hmm. and just kind of sprung up into a, a thing that we all kind of secretly believe, at least in a low-key way, about the world around us. There are people pulling strings that we don't see. There are things that we're being told that isn't real. We are being shown something over and over again, saying or being told that it's one thing and it's really another. Like how many times have we thought in the last two years that really this is happening? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. How is nobody else seeing this? Yeah. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I don't even need to give you examples. Mm-mm. Anybody, you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> every day. Something,
0: so it's that uh, wake up, sheeple, take the red pill kind of attitude. Uh, alternative facts, truth isn't truth, fake news, all that's going on right now.
2: And all that jazz. <laughs> uh,
0: you think about the the Terminator as well. It's got the idea, you know, this is coming Terminator. and you can't stop it. Uh, so if, I'll be <laughs> if that's the truth then the next logical step is this already happened and you don't even know it. Huh. <laughs> uh, it also drew from the x-files in the 90s you know the x-files was doing a lot of this kind of stuff as well i mean they mostly did freak of the week monster stuff but occasionally there'd be these conspiracy things about uh vast majority of people being unknowing puppets in an alien run world that was unseeable by them uh let's see so this was supposed to be like uh, the Wachowski said that this was a a quasi religious salvation narrative, you know, as it always is. Any movie where like he's the one, you know, that's always a a Jesus-esque storyline that they're telling, there's a savior somewhere that's going to stop all of this from happening. Right. Um but when you look at everything that's been going on in the recent years it's it's really really easy to make all those comparisons like I said that reality is fake and I don't have to listen to anyone about anything plus maybe I know karate despite never having studied it <laughs> <laughs> 90, 1999 ended uh, with the endless run-up to y2k which you know that was terrifying all of us too we uh-huh. all thought that we were gonna go back to the stone age not be at a part of a computer world planes are gonna be falling out of the sky TVs would explode in your face Anything with a computer chip would uh, become sentient and hunt us all down for sport. All kinds of terrifying scenarios. Actually, I think we were just going to assume that like atomic bombs would go off and yeah. all kinds of things. The world would just cease to exist. And then uh, by like 12.03 a.m. on January 1st, everyone's like, oh. Okay, then. And nothing happened. Uh, but then, fast forward uh, almost two years nine eleven happened nine eleven shook so many people our age, right mm-hmm. and it really made us focus on what 's going on with the world around us, not yeah. just here in America. It made us see a larger picture and so that was taking our focus from our own personal lives here in our town, in our state, in our country, and seeing there's so much of a bigger picture in the world mm-hmm. that we don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. And so that in itself seeded into our brain of there's a bigger picture that we're not seeing. And so is it so illogical that we would eventually make the jump of, oh, there's something even beyond this. There's a realm beyond this that we're not seeing. Hashtag there is. Hashtag facts. <laughs> but it might not be what you think we're talking about. (sighs) (laughs) So let's see. The matrix is in every single, everything you know about this is wrong. YouTube video or uh, article on the TV, the phrase life hack, which suggests that your daily existence is a code that you need help cracking. That's all over the internet. Uh,
2: Did life hack come from the Matrix? No, but the
0: fact that your life is something that can be hacked. Okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? I got it. It used to be like, fun, fun tip. Yeah. (laughs) But now it's life hack. Life hacking, baby. It's. Why have I never thought of it like that? (laughs) Right. It's all become. Uh, synonymous with our culture, unlike Star Wars or like Harry Potter or any uh, other number of beloved franchises that do intertwine with our world, The Matrix inspires relatively little devotion to its actual content. It's the idea of there being something like The Matrix in existence that grabs us and holds on to us. It's not so much a fandom. Like there's not swaths of of Matrix fans out there. You know, filling up the comic cons, right. but the idea of a matrix has been implanted in our brains, mostly by that movie and refuses to let go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting already. Right. Mm. <laughs> kind of scary. Right. Head hurts. <laughs> the film gives everyone the authority to say this isn't really happening. Is it? Here's the thing that we're going to be talking about next. There is a growing, massively quickly growing theory that it's not only possible that we live in a simulation, but that it's actually probable. Mm, The odds are in favor of us being in a simulation. And there are so many huge scientific names that are leaning towards this theory. Before we go though, Mo, I I want your thoughts.
2: I don't have any thoughts. (laughs) Legit, I don't have thoughts.
0: Are you terrified about where we're going next? I'm
2: so very terrified. My brain already hurts, and here's the problem. Yeah. I've never seen The Matrix.
0: You've never seen the original Matrix? No. That's
2: interesting. As a matter of fact, out of that entire list of movies that you listed, (laughs) I've only seen one. Which was what? The Sixth Sense.
0: The Sixth Sense. That's a good movie.
2: M. Night Shyamalan.
0: (laughs) So, uh, well then, I guess, since you haven't seen the original Matrix, then you probably didn't care about watching The Matrix 4 preview. No, Uh, but the Matrix Four is—it's from what it's showcasing in the preview, anyway. Keanu Reeves' character, which I believe his actual name is Thomas Anderson or something like that, like his Matrix name in the inside. Um, he's back in the fictional world. And they even reference the word The Matrix in it, like somebody saying, you're going back to where it began, The Matrix. And you see him taking all these vials of blue pills and stuff like that. And the prevailing theory is that this movie is actually going to be starting off saying that The Matrix was a movie in this world that Thomas Anderson starred in. As Neo. Like it didn't really happen. And that it's a movie. But in reality. It's happening. It happened. And they have reframed it in the storyline to make him believe that it was fake. In order to dismiss it as being a possibility.
1: My
2: head. (laughs) How? How?
0: Oh, gosh. If that is what they're, I mean, that's what the, that's what the, again, prevailing theory is based on this one preview. But I can totally see that in the way that it was set up. And I'm like, how brilliant is that for this fourth installment? And you see scenes in there. They have a new guy playing the Morpheus character, which was Lawrence Fishburne in the first one, have a new younger guy playing it. And you see similar scenes to the original movie. And I'm thinking like, is this the guy that's really going to have the realization? Like he was the actor that he still knows here that originally quote unquote played Morpheus or he was taught played Morpheus. Uh, And like, he's having the realization now that that matrix was actually real and like, it's just going to, it's going to be a good movie. I can't wait to see it. They really screwed up with the second and third movie. I don't think they did a, did a heck of a lot of good with that one, but if they can make this one, the spiritual sequel as a number two, that would be great. Not a spiritual sequel. That's the wrong term. But if they could make this basically a secondary, second movie where we don't even need the th- second or third, that'd be great. Okay. It's going to be fun.
2: My head hurts.
0: Mo's scared. Terrified. She's not un- unenthusiastic. She might sound that way in the podcast. I'm... She's terrified. And that's the best kind of Mo. <laughs> okay.
2: I don't know how I feel right now. It means you're ready
1: to learn. It's
2: all making sense. (laughs) You purposely do these shows, (laughs) these
0: topics. To mess my life up. Just wait till the next one. It's going to, oh man, this next section is going to be so good.
2: I don't know how I feel right (laughs) now.
0: This week is all about questioning reality. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the growing scientific theory that we are actually in a simulation.
2: Stick around. We'll be right back with a Twitter poll and to close out the show.
0: We here at Love Thy Nerd emphasize intentional community. Join our Facebook group by searching for Love Thy Nerd Community. And if you not only like us, but you like, like us, like us, you should join our Discord server at lovethynerd.com discord and jump in on some of our game night streams. Bottom line, we want to hang out with you. Come join us. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show and things are winding down for the day.
2: And we wanted to know, are we living in a simulation?
0: <laughs> so we asked this on Twitter. Are we living in a simulation? We'll give you four answers. Almost certainly. Nope. This is real life. How could we know? And what are you talking about? We do you think the number one answer were? what are you talking about no that was Um, actually the least that was 8.5 percent
2: There's a lot of people out there that are a lot (laughs) smarter than me apparently
0: 42.6 percent said nope this is real life 29.8 percent said how could we know 19.1 percent said almost certainly
2: (laughs) i really feel like i'm i'm more in the how could we know camp like (laughs) <laughs> how could how could we know
0: how could we know how would they know how they're could we know, know? <laughs> they're gonna know how would
2: they know? somebody
0: <laughs> our buddy djj shane tweeted back to us if we are in a simulation i need my connection cable replaced because i'm worn out <laughs> <laughs> fact please oh man well, let's end with our verse for the day.
2: Our verse for the day is Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.
0: That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. we got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner. If you could choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is (laughs) 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 tax-deductible. Holding in that burp that entire time. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) couldn't hold it in another second.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTN on air.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you missed a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcast, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review. Do it and we'll try our best not to burp in the mic anymore. <laughs>
0: We'll be back tomorrow morning. We hope you will too. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus Jesus loves loves you, nerd. Nerd.